Gone. Steve Vines is here. Good morning. How are you? Uh, until I'm gone, yes. Until you're gone. Now, I'll tell you what I want to do. First of all, obviously, Britain goes to the polls today, and somebody came up to me last night and said, don't forget to tell him, Milliband's a commie. <laughs> yes. Well, he, he gets called quite a lot of things. We're talking about <laughs> Ed Miliband, the leader of the opposition Labour Party. I, I think what um, that, that emanates from is his father, Ralph Miliband, was a very prominent Marxist um, academic, uh, actually, he wasn't a Communist Party member, funnily so enough. There. So, oi. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't, I, I, I've never heard Ed Miliband or his brother David Miliband sort of trying to deny um, his father's origins. It, he clearly has a different ideology. His father was, um, I sound even older than I am now, his father, who I actually knew, <laughs> he's, he's unfortunately deceased, was was a, a very mild-mannered man and very independently minded. One of the reasons he didn't join the Communist Party was because he, he, he thought that it was a rigid bunch of Stalinists. I don't know where he got that idea from, but yeah. apparently he did. Did you know Max Mosley's father? <laughs> no, fortunately not. You know, Max Mosley, the racing car magnate, who's always getting into trouble for ladies and money and this, that, yes. and the other. He's getting on a bit now. But, you know, his dad was... Oswald Mosley. ...had didn't he? Well, he was a fascist, and he was rightly interned during the war, and God may he... Long may he rot. rot. <laughs> yes. Hell would be a good place, but, hey, I don't want to express a view on that. Normally, I said this last week, see, normally we wouldn't necessarily bang on about British elections and stuff, but I think it's such a hot potato in Hong Kong right now. They're a loose connection. But, but you know, the, the election in Britain is really strange because um, it's one of those elections where you don't have a selection committee to decide the candidates, yeah. where you have a, a parliament that's filled with people who... Um, this is really odd. I don't know if any listener will understand how this works. All of the people in Parliament get directly elected by the voters. You've ruined it now. I mean, you know, unlike the very good system we have here where people are, are either not elected at all because there's only one candidate or they're elected by a great big group of 100 people. Yeah. And that fills up half the seats in the Parliament and then the other members of the Parliament are indeed directly elected by a process of universal suffrage. But... Um, they're called legislators, but of course they can't actually execute anything. They have no power other than to stop the government acting on its executive powers. All executive power in the Hong Kong system resides with the chief executive. So there really so, isn't much similarity. So, so, well, you know, but apparently, apparently if you had the British type of system, which is the, the system which actually prevails in most countries of the world, there'd be utter chaos here. And they I read that in the newspaper. Hong Kong people so are just not ready. They're, they're not mature enough. They're not ready enough. They will be manipulated by Americans and Lithuanians and, you know... And so it goes and, on. And, and, and Elvis is still alive and kicking. A couple of things I want to chuck in. Thanks very much to Scott, who... See, the, they don't even say oh, hello anymore. Oh, they don't just, say just hello. Sends me a link. God. And that link pops up. The Independent Commission Against Corruption has stopped investigating allegations of conflict of interest against the Secretary for Development, Paul Chan. So thanks very much to Scott for that one. I just want to throw a tiny caveat in. I've kind of been noticing recently that... Forget all the stuff about pro-government, pro-reform package, dem, whatever... People who you would consider to be, you know, the bad boys these days are saying, hang on, this is wrong. Big property boss yesterday said it won't affect the economy. And they're well, usually well, considered well, to be the bogeyman. I know, I mean, the, 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 you're talking about if the um, election reforms are voted mm. down later this year. I mean, 
you you know you had you had John Chung. We'll, we'll go back to my great mate uh, Mr. Chan moment. But you had John Chung popping up, who apparently is the financial secretary, saying, "Oh gosh." If this package is voted down, shares will fall. And it'll be your fault. And it'll be your fault. With a finger wave. Hmm. Well, yes, shares may well fall. Do you know what? Every day the stock market goes up and down. Yeah. I've been observing stock markets for something like four decades, and I've noticed they go up and down. <laughs> and uh, if you've got a financial secretary who really believes that the underlying economy is determined by what happens on the stock market... You've got to you've got to take him out because he don't take know nothing. Out. He don't know nothing. Well, close him down. Close him down. Take him out of his job. <laughs> Mind you, he's the person who, who has never managed to get a budget forecast right. I mean, so you know, I'm not sure that I'm setting my clock by Mr. John Jung's timing, but um, just before we leave him, oh no, we'll go back to Paul Chan. Let's go back to Paul Chan. Uh, I mean, I and the rest of Hong Kong celebrated last night when we heard the news that the ICAC. Uh, me? Uh, come on. Um, when we heard the news last night that the ICAC had, had ceased its investigations into uh, any conflict, possible conflict of interest, between him being the development secretary and he and his family uh, developing large swathes of land in sensitive areas, apparently there was no conflict of interest. So if that's what they say... Um, that's that. That's that. That's that. Uh, end of story. But it mind can't you, just stop. Mind you, you've still got. I mean, before we get to the end of the story, yeah. you've still got the investigation <coughs> going on into the former chief executive accepting advantages. That that would be Donald Jung. That apparently, I mean, most investigations. Um, well, we don't know it stopped, do we? Well, we don't know anything actually because there's. Well, we do. We do. No, we do, we do know it's not stopped because they've actually said that it's ongoing, but it's near its end. We've been told that. Right. Near its end. That apparently is very, very complicated. Very, very complicated. Far too complicated. Far too complicated. The likes of you and me. Well, particularly you, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And then you've got... um, Oh, do you remember the other investigation that we heard a lot about? Where there was conclusive evidence. Conclusive evidence, incidentally, has a meaning, and it's what's written on the tin. It's the word conclusive. Of all these... Uh, illicit foreign funding of the protest movements of the umbrella movements. We were going to have full details of no, that. No, but the time isn't we were right going yet. To, oh, the t- oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's me being slapped on the wrist. But that was what it was. When, yes, when the time, when, time. when the time is right. I would have um, said November last year was a fairly <laughs> appropriate time. Well, my my view is, if you actually have the evidence, do you think for one nanosecond we wouldn't have seen of it? Of course. I think the problem is that they ain't got it. Well, why say these things then? Well, I know why they say these things because you can cast the shadow of doubt. And I've met quite it's reasonable fear. people who sort of half heard this and say, "Oh well, we now know that all those protests were foreign funded." I mean, How actually, though? we don't know that, and the evidence that was supposed to have been presented has never come for because it doesn't exist, etc., etc. So, you know, what, what worries me, I mean, this is good knockabout stuff, Go in on. a sense, but what does worry me is this is playing around with the judicial system, playing around with law and order. I don't like that. I think that's very dangerous. And the more that the government thinks it's OK to play loose and fast with this cardinal pillar of Hong Kong's strength, the rule of law, the integrity of the uh, law and order services, the more it undermines Hong Kong. And that actually is quite serious. What actually needed funding? What was this thing oh. that was funded? What was it? 
Well, I saw a free bottle of water floating around. You know what I'm around. saying, though? Yeah, I, I, it, I, I know. I mean, the whole thing from beginning to end is nonsense. Do you think was funded? I, I, actually, I met, I, met, I met a perfectly otherwise reasonable person who said to me, well, you know, all right, there may not be evidence, but of course you know how the CIA gets involved in all of these things. I'm thinking... But what, I'm thinking, what, well, first of all, why? What would it say on the receipt? Yeah, what for, would it say you know, on the really? receipt? You know, for subverting... I don't understand this. Uh, um, for undermining, for subverting the Hong Kong government. I mean, you can just imagine, and, and this may well be true, that, that President Barack Obama spends most of his time in the White House thinking, oh, my God, what are we going to do about Hong Kong? He may have other things on his agenda, but I imagine that most of his time is taken up or indeed, John Kerry, the Secretary of State, who, who actually deals with foreigners, maybe it's his time his entire time. He makes a show of, of, of flying around the world, looking at other things, but we know, in our heart of hearts, that what really worries him is what's going on in Hong Kong. I mean, you know, this stuff is so stupid. We're just getting it all out there now, it, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it don't, it don't make no sense. Can I chuck something into you that's got really serious implications? The guys on Backchat talked about it yesterday, this nonsense about putting people in masks and shower caps for an, for an ID parade. Now, it just struck me that this was all based on Occupy Central stuff. And my immediate thought was, what if, <coughs> what if it was a rape case? And there was a young lady in there. <coughs> you know, it's different... Just take it away well, I mean, from Occupy Central. It's traumatic enough. It's traumatic enough for rape victims to have to confront their um, oh, absolutely. perpetrators. Absolutely, I'm saying this is dead And serious. I know that they don't do it. Um, at least I hope they don't. I'm, I'm fairly sure that they don't do it on a face to face. They do it from a behind a glass screen. Yeah. But as you say, I mean, how can you have an identity parade in which the identity of the person you're trying to identify is covered up? If somebody can explain that, well, there in is- words of um, one syllable that I would understand, I, I'd be delighted to hear the explanation. There is My a view is you can't identify no. people unless you can see them. There I, is don't, a, I don't know what's complicated about I that. I don't get it. They're, they have rights too. There is a bit of logic to this one. Somebody on the programme yesterday was saying, well, you know, if the, if the suspect has a mark on his face or this, that and the other, the actors may not have... I mean... Just go and find more more appropriate people to be in that make, lineup. Or put some makeup put some on, leg work you know. into this. Yeah, yeah. Don't just pick people off the street. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is just not. This is pathetic. But it's nuts. It's, it's just like it's just nuts. The new boy, first day on the job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, of course, nowadays, in a sense, it's the community has taken over that work because so many of these um, crimes are recorded by citizens on totally their telephone. And utterly. There's no so, getting you know, away from a lot so, of this so stuff. So, for example, in the case of the protester who was duffed up by the police, there is video of that. Actually, that was professional video from TVB. But not, nonetheless, um, there is actually video, and it does clearly identify, if you blow up the pictures, who were the officers responsible. And what was this And apparently there's a great mystery over it. Yeah, well, I, was, well, I mean... Go well, figure. Well, this is, this is in the category of things that, that just seem to be boiling everybody's blood, not just the pro-Dems, the pro-governments, just your reasonable down-the-line person yeah. who says, this is wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what would be the situation, explosive as it is in the United States, if you didn't, in fact, have those citizens' videos of oh the police beating up these... Uh, there's now a series of black people in the States. The fact is that now the ambiguity as to whether this has happened or not doesn't exist because it's been recorded. So I think that the, 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 the police here, and indeed in the United States and in many other jurisdictions, better get on to this 
because they've got to realise that they aren't the only people with eyes on the scene of the crime anymore. This is a very big difference. Mm. And it's a crucial time right now. I mean, you know, the government wants this thing to pass. They're going on bus trips and all that sort of stuff, which has been said is rather lame, however. Well, they're now on secret trips to, to the districts. Secret trips. Oh, we won't disclose we, we the won't, agenda. We, we won't say where but we're going. We won't, we, won't, we won't say where we're going. And, and to be fair, we're not going to speak to anybody who doesn't agree with us. So I think that's all right. Mind you... Blimey. Mind you, they're taking a leaf out of the, of the boys who are taking part in the British election. Apparently, this has been the most controlled election campaign. They actually hold rallies where the public can't admit it because the leaders are frightened that someone will shout at the back something to the effect of Horlicks or you're a yeah. effing liar or something <laughs> like that. So, that I, I mean, it, it certainly happens here and it certainly happens in other countries. Or they get their diaries out and say, ah, oh, see you next Tuesday. Yes, you know what I'm yes. saying? That sort of thing. <laughs> but basically, I mean, this is, is this the final... F- the final throws here because all this stuff as we as we mentioned before it comes with a threat da 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 da, da. and if the economy will and you will be to blame well you know i mean you will only if, have yourselves if, to blame if you really are going to go down that road and say we can only pass legislation which will make sure that the stock market goes up regardless of what it is you certainly won't have any social um, socially conscious legislation because that will cost the taxpayer or the public budget money, etc., etc. I mean, this is a this is a sort of bonkers way of looking at the priorities of public policy. Is how will, how will investors react to it? What I mean, a- for God's sake, you know, even the most backwards um, uh, free marketeers in in obscure places like America don't seriously make that argument. It, it's it's rather delightful that it's still being made in Hong Kong because on, we like we like to be behind. Well, here's one for you. Civic Dennis Kwok said on Wednesday his recent comments by several pro-establishment figures on political reform only underline elements of pre-selection of future chief uh, candidates. So Tung Chi said on Tuesday that pandems could become election hopefuls if they chose to support the government's political reform proposals. <clears throat> and well, then, and then is... people say, well, if there's a guarantee of these things. No, no, but this is this is actually um, the anti-Dems being a bit clever. Yeah, I know. Because they're now turning this argument into, you can't run, Audrey Yu, you can't run, Alan Leong, you can't run, Ronnie Tong, you can run, Dennis Kwok, you can run. So what they're now turning it into an argument is an argument over personal ambition. Now, I know, for example, that Ronnie Tong is the most outspoken of the pro-Democrats who's expressed doubts about the Democratic campaign. But I do not in any way think that's because he's trying to run to be the chief executive of Hong Kong. But if you start to change the dialogue and say, oh, actually, this is all about the personal ambition of the Democrats, you know, it's quite skillful. I mean, it's 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 dishonest and it's wrong, but it is quite skillful. Mm. And the, the thought that old man Tung, who incidentally just because he's old, is now being described in newspapers as leading statesman he's Tung like Chi Wa. Like well, you y- know, I mean, leading statesman Tung Chi Wa, give me a break. Does anybody here, and it wasn't that long ago, remember what a shambolic disaster he was as Hong Kong's first chief executive? <laughs> leading statesman 
My, what's it, aunt? It, it, somebody said to us last week, didn't they? He said, you know, his leg was really dodgy quite a few years ago. Now he's bouncing off the wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... Well, he resigned for ill health, that's true. But yes. now he's become the Yoda of Hong Kong governmental <laughs> issues. Yes. Voting he, you will be. Yes, he's even got the haircut for it. Passing it, we will. Anyway, if you've got any things, it's morningbrew at rthk.hk. We'll come back after As, the news. Unless you disagree. Oh, <laughs> in time, Thursday morning, still in with Steve Vines. Uh, love to hear from you. Morningbrew at rthk.hk. HK, you kind of know where we're going. I just want to uh, go back on a couple of bits and pieces here and chuck some stuff in. I found the story here, Steve. It said uh, Xi Wingqing, the founder of Centerline Property, he said that rejecting the government's political reform proposal um, could have a significant impact. He rejected it, rather, on the property market. He basically said, while it's still a capital society, people are going to invest. Thank well, you. Also, I mean, remember, if these reform proposals fail, what we will have is the existing system. Exactly. And, and so if it is your view, which presumably is the financial sector's view and the view of so many others, that the existing system is so rotten, why don't they do something about it? That oh. would be my... It's, it's incidentally, yeah. you know, these people spend their, their, their waking hours talking Hong Kong down. You know, it's because of the Democrats that tourists aren't coming. It's because of the Democrats that shopping is in a bad way. So then you get the May Day holidays and, uh, oh, what happens? There's actually a surge. In the increase of visitors, I think visitor arrivals were something like 11% up. I, I don't know, I didn't hear John Jung saying, thanks to pressure from the Democrats, there was a surge of visitor arrivals. It was, well, uh, they are so <laughs> anti-Hong Kong, these people, it's unbelievable. He was going, well, yeah, yeah, it might be a good result, but, you know, it could be, could, could be bad. Could be bad as well as good. I mean, you know, good doesn't mean good when it could be bad and blah, 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 blah. Now, Scott, yeah. t- Scott turned it on his head. He said, if the market would go up upon the FS resigning without a retirement pack, would he do it? <laughs> well, geese and ganders, or guys, uh, or whatever. Uh, excuse me. Scott, can I say to you're you... You're banned. <laughs> you're banned. First of all, the idea that a senior civil servant shouldn't leave the service without a sack full of money more than the most reasonable person can expect to earn in a lifetime, is, I mean, it's just unthinkable. And I'm not going to think it. I'm going to do an unspeakable now, big one. Is Carrie the Can going to do an Anson Chan? Is Carrie the Can going to do an Anson Chan? Hmm. Interesting question. I Thank think, you. Don't I you th- love it when people say that to you? <laughs> hmm. Very good question. <laughs> well, well this, is, this is the great David Manifant thing. He, he answers more or less... Oh, oh. Every question is, glad you asked me that. It's a very interesting <laughs> question. Which really means, get me <laughs> out Which really it. means, I've oh, no idea. Well, but you... actually, I can give you a, a single word answer. No. Really? Don't think so. Okay. I don't enough. think so. I think that she's serving out her time. Remember, at the end of this period, she reaches retirement age. I, I would imagine she's got a calendar on her office wall. Tickety with, tick. with many ticks on it going... <laughs> Is it really 326 days and a half to go? Yeah, Dear Donald, I'll be joining you. (laughs) Dear Donald, um, shall we take a trip to Macau and what's his name? No, boat, no. That mate of yours with the jet. (laughs) I'll I'll give you a Ryanair fare. (laughs) Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Anyway, there's that. And if you're really badly behaved, you're going Air China. And we have... God, blimey. We have have talked about Britain fairly voting. Let's talk about uh, ATV barely floating. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, uh, uh, talking about death, death agonies, you know, I, I really wish someone would put it out of its misery. It's not that I, I wish the people at ATV anything bad, but this saga is just going on and on. And, 
it gets more ridiculous. Now you have this ludicrous person who, who is Deacon Chu's son saying, oh, well, you know, I may b- b- rescue. When I say rescue, I may well... B- b- b-. Anyway, I'm a very big person and I'm very rich and I like to be on television. Uh, you know, all of this is going on where where the reality is... A bit like Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. Well, well, if it was Rupert Murdoch planning to take over ATV, I'd sit up and listen because I am not a fan of Rupert Murdoch, but I do know he does know something about running media companies. <laughs> yeah, talk about autocracy. Yeah, talk goodness. about autocracy. And the sun will also rise there, I believe, but um, it's just a question of which tell, of the suns will also rise. Tell but, me one thing here, Steve. What is, the, what is the thing that none of us know why this is such an important issue to keep these guys going? There must be something. I think it's it's political because, of course, ATV has had very, very strong connections with the mainland and has been very loyal in, in its programmes. So it's political. It's also economic because Hong Kong has had this tradition of government-regulated duopolies or monopolies, uh, which, of course, ATV benefited from, and civil servants are petrified of breaking open the market. I mean, they talk the talk about free markets, but they don't believe it for one moment. So, you know, the idea that if ATV goes down, you might actually have to have a really genuine competitive television market scares the pants off them. And I think some of it, and you must never discount this from big political events, is sheer stupidity. You know, the people who run it had, or not the people who run it, I should say the people who own it, have indeed had opportunities to sell it, but they've just been too greedy. So they've prepared to walk out with nothing rather than with something. Hmm, I've seen that before I wonder in if business. The, I wonder if the boat has actually been missed big picture in that kind of television. Well, uh, the, the, the simple fact of the matter is that the television scene has changed so enormously. We still that, like to watch TV. Don't be taken I, in by I, this I, thing about everybody watches no, YouTube. No, no, no. I, I, hey, I watch TV myself, so I'm not a critic of that. But I just think that, that the television stations of tomorrow will be the television stations who've mastered more than one platform. I don't think I'm saying anything particularly original in saying that. So, you know, even if... And actually, this is a future for ATV. Even if it ceases to be a terrestrial broadcaster, it has content, it has experience, it actually has the wherewithal to be a media player. (laughs) Maybe not in that field. But, you know, the way that this prolonged death march is, is proceeding, maybe it will rob it of that capability. But you have seen, you know... I mean, some of the most powerful forces mm. in American television today, like Netflix, never even considered being becoming terrestrial broadcasters because you know the kind of, the world's moved on. Yeah, indeed. You know, you, you made me laugh just then because you were talking about sort of um, you may not be reinventing the wheel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And back in your newspaper days, when you guys poured over getting a headline right, yes. you would have loved this week's one because the empiric headline would be "Woman has baby." as <laughs> baby, yes, yes. This was all, I, I might actually, if I worked for the Sun, had added word posh woman as baby. <laughs> posh woman as baby. Yes, this is of course. And my the, next door neighbour's a slapper. All that stuff. <laughs> this, of course, is is what the Daily Mail, I think, um, in London, um, devoted twelve pages to. Apparently, yeah, really. <laughs> who knew this? The Duke and Duchess of York have produced a daughter, and I can't tell you how exciting. I'm uh, Oh, I've not. got one for you. So, that's definitely got Great Britain kicking. One way or another, they love it. They love yeah, and it moves sort of the election off the Who front is page. it going to help? Who is it going to help in the election? That rah, rah, rah Yeah, stuff. that's a very interesting question, <laughs> as we say in political circles. It's always assumed that, that this anything to do with the royal family somehow or other helps the Tories. 
Uh, um, well, it helped Tony, but then things changed. Yeah, well, you know, and it, it, it's also true, apparently, that the Queen was, was very fond of Harold Wilson, who was a Labour Prime Minister, so uh, you never actually really know any of this. I think, nowadays, it don't make no difference whatsoever. I really don't. Yeah. I think the fact of the matter is that people are looking for a bit of light relief from the election, and a royal baby tends to do that yeah. apparently i had a friend who's just come back from japan and apparently it was it was monstrous That's in all I, the japanese newspapers but the time is perfect here it's going to serve somebody rather well in today's elections i can't quite get my head well i wonder it. i don't know i mean they are so tight I, you know if you like political drama and if you're a bit of a political junkie like i am you will be following the british elections because there is so much uncharted water there the emergence of a one-party system. The, the the fact that the person who's been the dominant character in this election isn't running for Parliament. I'm talking about Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland. Mm. She's she's not even running to for a seat in Westminster. Um, the fact that um, the main parties haven't, in the course of a six-month, a six-month, six, it's felt like six months, but it's been six weeks, intensive campaign, haven't significantly... Oh, according to the opinion polls, <coughs> managed to shift public opinion more than, you know, two inches one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is quite unusual. It really is. I want to go back to my thing about it doesn't matter who you are when you're pointing out things that happen in Hong Kong are wrong. Good example here in the news as well yesterday. Michael Teen says, come on, guys, come clean about how much the Hong Kong version of the big railway will cost. Including the bridge to nowhere. Yeah, constructing the Hong Kong section of the Guangzhou-Shenzhen-Hong Kong Express Railing. But the point is, a new People's Party lawmaker puts his hand up and says this. Yeah, well, he has a beef, of course, because... Well, well, let's just explain why he has a beef, because, of course, he he used to run... He used to be the chairman of the uh, MTR, and because he's generally... uh, And we shouldn't say this, but... And I'm not going to say he's generally a unpleasant person they got rid of him um, so he's got this thing that uh, uh, you know i'm the only person who understands how how that corporation runs and i'd they got be interested rid of in that question but, wouldn't but, you? but but having said that having said that and i'm just pointing out that yeah, yeah. He, he's got a pony in this race um there is a very real question and it goes back to the whole credibility of accountability in government of how much this is going to cost i mean we were told 30 billion then 50 billion i think i don't know what report you're looking at i think the latest figure being banded around is around 90. 80 oh 90 is it, it no it says it's been suggested <coughs> that it might surge to 90 which is nearly 40 percent more than the original of 65 There's still a well that's not even that report isn't right because when it was first discussed very dare you i distinctly I disti- oh sorry this is completely right yeah, and absolutely. i'm wrong <laughs> but i i will wrongly say Go that i strongly remember that when it was first mooted um, it was sort of airily said, oh, this will cost about 30-odd billion. Well, uh, the current figure looks as though it's treble that, not not double it. So, <coughs> anyway, whatever it is, does tell you something about the lack of accountability. Yeah. And, you know, now people are saying, you know, why are these legislators asking all these pesky questions about these projects? Why don't they just pass it and let us get on with it? Well, yeah. I would say, look at that. That's fair play. Pesky questions need to be asked. I'm I'm loving reading this one because it's got a brilliant Sir Humphrey Appleby at the end of it. Oh, go on. It says, Dr Hung Wing Tat of the Civil and Structural Engineering Department of the Hong Kong Polytechnic University said he believed the new estimate has taken all the possibilities into consideration. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, Minister. <laughs> and all the relevant factors, Minister. Well, I'm and when you... You, when, you, when you consider the relevant factors and factor them into the overall prevailing mood and the, the, the kind of atmosphere in which we're operating, I can only say, and it's clear to me... Humphrey? Yes? Yes or no? <laughs> well, well <laughs> I don't think you can reduce a question to a mere simplistic answer such as yes or no. So good, Steve. Anyway, have we got any PSs for today? We would have one PS. Go on then. I, 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 and I know this was discussed on Backchat, so apologies for raising it again, but, you know, you can't oh, help yeah, yeah, sending great. your heart out to uh, Mr Shee, the 73-year-old man who's about to serve a four-month present prison sentence for the temerity of denying that his age is 73 and trying to work now here's a man he altered his hong kong identity card this is an illegal act he should be punished what public good is served by putting somebody who was so desperate for work into jail somebody needs to explain that to me where he can't work he can't work and the only only upside of this case and there ain't many is that it has highlighted the extraordinary plight of the elderly poor in Hong Kong. Many people in Hong Kong are in Mr Xi's position. They, they maybe don't want to work, but they have to work because they just don't have any money. It's as simple as that. In this affluent society, you have very old people who literally have to worry about where the next meal's coming from. And anybody who thinks that society is well-organised when we've reached that state is dead wrong.